GainesvilleMedia.com. Video game makers believe that their products are starting to attract a whole new market. The voice of the gaming generation. The competition in this industry is so fierce, but we did manage to get a glimpse into the future. Real gaming opinions. The obvious question is, of course, how long will this smashing success last for video games? The last line of major gaming news. The GameZilla Podcast. Look, that comes one of the Welcome to the GameZilla Podcast, your last line of defense in major gaming news. I'm your host, Grimlock, and with me remotely, my producers, my co-host, the Deadite Knight, and Player One Miggy. I have returned with my voice. <laughs> you have blown out all the audio <laughs> there is in the entire galaxy that is known as audio. Deadite is mad at you now. And you lose three points. Deadeye, how are you doing? Well, when I go to the hospital after this because of how I'm feeling ill, not not COVID ill, but I feel ill. From that um, audio. I'm going to have to teach a thing. nurse how to audio edit to fix what Miggy just did. And that's disappointing. <laughs> so, I, got, I got a bit of a stomach thing, everybody. But yeah, I'm um, here doing a show because I love you guys. Yeah. If, if you didn't know, this is the Games Little Podcast, episode 325. And uh, we do this live on twitch.tv slash GameZilla Media, where Johnny Riot already said, Well, I'm deaf now. Thanks, Miggy. Anyways, we want to thank our patrons, which will no longer be Johnny Riot because he just pulled his patronage because of Miggy. Thanks, Miggy. You're welcome. Anytime. Anytime. Now, I would only give these recommendations to patrons, so everyone else go ahead and plug your ears. I don't want you to know about this, but there have been great advancements in hearing repair surgery. So, Johnny, if you can still hear me, um, we'll make sure that you you can talk to the finest doctors. I know an audiologist. We'll, we'll get you taken care of so you can continue to hear and listen to this wonderful podcast. Uh, and... The best way to support this podcast is by staying alive and financially supporting us at patreon.com slash GameZilla Media. Please go over there, start your patron. It starts as low as just $1 per month. There is a $5 tier that would warm our hearts amazingly. It might even bring whatever's wrong with my stomach uh, to be healed if you contributed $5 per month. That sweet exclusive content level where you'll get one exclusive show from every single podcast on the GameZilla Media Network delivered to you at the exclusive content level. So please go to patreon.com slash GameZilla Media and sign up for your patronage today and uh, have your hearing fixed. Also, wow. don't like go too deep with the Q-tip. You could hurt your ear. Wow. That's just a non-doctor that's, advice. Listen, that's I know a real, I that's said... A real thing? I know I said milk... I know I said milk the uh, the sickness, but I didn't think yeah. you were going to like beg people for money based off your sickness. Job yeah. well... Job well done, sir. Job well There is done. no point too low when it comes to me asking for money. So. Also, whatever you did to your microphone, Miggy, it sounds god-awful. You moved it away from yourself. Yeah. No one knows that you're... I mean, unless you're watching this live on twitch.tv slash Media, no one knows what you're doing right now. Anyways, if you can't hang out here on the live show and you want to watch the video content, make sure you find us on YouTube. Just search GameZilla Media on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, and hit that notification button, and you can watch these shows every week in their entirety right on YouTube. Of course, we have the VODs for, available for you here on Twitch as well. 
And you can listen to the podcast every week on Tuesday, Tuesday mornings on iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Podcasts, Spotify, wherever it is that you like to listen to your podcast. Please hit that subscribe button. Give us five stars. Leave us a heart emoji, a poop emoji, whatever it is that you can leave. We appreciate all the support. It's time to get into the news. Deadite, you're sick. I got this. Thank you. Here is the news. Aww. How's that? Was that okay? I like it. Was it. Horrible. <laughs> it was horrible. It was certainly better than me mustering something. Else. <laughs> it's horrible. Okay, fine. In a world where video games are popular, things happen in the industry, and we're going to talk about them right now. Here's the news. How was that? Every every other word of that was epic. Every other it was it was, it was epic. Okay, cool. Anyways, we got news. DC <laughs> did something cool. That's right. DC, not Marvel, did Detective something Comics? awesome. I think it's Diamond Comics. Is it? I think yeah, it's I dog. So, yes, yes. I think it's dog crap. DC dog crap. That's usually what. That's usually what they put out. But not this time, DC coming through and uh, dropping a bunch of new trailers, dropping a bunch of really cool stuff here. Um, we're going to get started on the Gotham Knights. Gotham Knights uh, got dropped, and we saw some teasers, and there was some confusion going around at first as to what... Um, what we were getting, we knew that obviously Warner Brothers was involved. We assumed Rocksteady, the developer, was involved to some extent, but we didn't know how it was all going to happen, right? So we found out that Warner Brothers Montreal Studio is going to be making Gotham Knights. Anybody want to just talk a little bit about Gotham Knights? I mean, we've all watched the trailer. I think we've all done some research. I I don't know about you guys. I watched the eight-minute gameplay footage. Oh. Um, I have my opinions on it, but I kind of want to hear your, your thoughts first. I I think it's pretty cool. I mean, um, we're getting a different game now That's that differs, you know, that we're not getting Batman versus the Joker for, like, the, the 12th time. Um, I think it's really cool. Um, Batman put out the call to uh, to summon like the, the Bat family because apparently he's dead, which, you know, um, he, he's not going to be dead. You can't kill Bullshit. Bat. But, um, <laughs> but, uh, but I mean, it was cool. I mean, it kind of threw me off the beginning when they showed the first guy like in the alley because all of them were playing clothes when they got the call. Um, they had some guy in the alley. Then they showed uh, I mean, Everybody knows Barbara. If you've been playing the game, they showed some kid. Um, which is Jason Todd, which is Batman. I mean, not Jason Todd, but um, Damien, which is his biological son. Um, and then they had Dick in there. Then, you know, he showed them all a symbol. And we had him there. <laughs> you had them all a symbol. And we got Red Hood, <laughs> Bat, Bat Girl, uh, uh, Jason Todd. Um, wow, I keep going Jason Nightwing. Todd. Jason Todd is Red Hood, Red Nightwing, Hood. and Robin. And I mean, just to see them set down on the rooftop in the symbol and um, was was like epic. And then we saw we saw the, the game, uh, the gameplay, the fight mechanic is going to be co-op. And we're getting uh, the Court of Owls, which was an amazing story. Which I think who who's going to be uh, having uh, Batman like held held you know hostage or like you know yeah I think, held, like, yeah, I think oh, yeah exactly I think they have Batman. Um, 
that I let's get let's get your thoughts on this trailer on this concept and then I will uh, lay out some thoughts and then we can bounce bounce some ideas off of that. So first off, the most important thing is I'm pretty sure this physical illness, this swinging of hot and cold sweats that I've been getting here, um, all started when I officially saw those images of the Court of Owls. Um, the Court <laughs> of Owls is my favorite story I've ever read in a comic book. I, now, I'm not a big comic book guy. I absolutely love the Court of Owls. So I'm sold I'm going to get this game because I'm very excited about the story. Um I have always wanted to get into the Arkham games. I own Arkham Asylum on the PS3, but I got it after I already had a PS4. So I never put a lot of time in. Um, I've always wanted to. I'm a huge, uh, I really like Batman, uh, you know, probably my favorite superhero character. Um, really like the world. I've just never gotten into the games. Uh, I think this is going to be a really nice starting point for me to get in, enjoy this story, enjoy this, uh, this gaming universe. And uh, it looks like it's a fun, fun co-op built into it. Plays a lot of different fun characters. There's going to be diversity. I think you're going to be able to play how you want to play as they showed off in that nine-minute Mr. Freeze gameplay demo that we saw. You can pick a character that fits in with your play style. So I'm, I'm overall more excited about this than I am any of the previous Arkham games. I can't say I'm more. Okay. All right. Cool. So th- th- there you go. Here's here's where I sit on this. I can't say I'm anywhere near as excited about the Ark about this game as I am the Arkham games, because it's not Rocksteady behind this game. It's it's a it's a company that has done, in my opinion, very little to nothing when it comes to good video games. <laughs> I know they did Arkham Origins. I know they did Arkham City Armor Edition or whatever the hell it was called for the Wii U. They did Arkham City DLC. They also did Lego World's Chimera or whatever, and uh, and some other games that are are nothing. So, and that's Speaking it. Of language. Though. That's their entire. That's their entire like thing. So, what I thought was the the concept's really cool. Out, Court of Owls is my favorite storyline as well. I love it. Um, you know, I'm I'm obsessed with owls. Um, the the whole story was very interesting. The character, you know, the without spoiler spoiler alerts, the characters, everything that get involved because of Court of Owls are really is really cool, and um, I'm very excited about that. I'm also after watching the eight minute trailer, um, I'm very excited about the. Uh, the RPG aspects, the Assassin's Creed world world um, mechanics, the the what seems kind of like almost like dungeons. We saw the Mister Freeze like level there, and it seemed like you were kind of just scaling through an entire like section, and it just kind of feels like a like a you know one or two, one to two player dungeon because that's what it is. It's one to two two player co op or single player, and. Um, where and this is this was pre-build this was early build that we're watching this doesn't come out till 2021 but the one thing that i instantly noticed is that it just the the flow of the game wasn't there yet so polish is what i want to see doesn't mean we're not going to get it just means it's not there yet and and you know we'll see how it how it evolves if rocksteady was behind this game i right now i'd be telling you that yeah this is this is probably my most excited i would have been for a rocksteady um dc game i loved the arkham series from asylum to city to night i i played all three i um 
100%. All three loved that series. Um, but, you know, I did play Origins, and you instantly felt the difference. So, I am excited because I love the concept. The fact that I can play as Red Hood, and Night Red Hood and Nightwing are the two that, like, I'm excited about. Um, yes. Yeah, I'm very excited about those. We are also playing in what what seems to be potentially a different universe uh, in this game versus the Arkham universe um, because of Bruce Wayne being dead and uh, Commissioner Gordon's gone and all these things. It doesn't necessarily play into the same universe as the other games, but um, I'll play it. Like, don't get me wrong. Like, I, I'm excited for this game, but I do have some... I am reserved here on this on this announcement just because the developer hasn't I don't have a ton of trust in this developer and so I hope that this could be that the true breakout game that they that they could they can do, right? This this should be that that first game that they were like, "Okay, Origins was good." You know, but and everything else was kind of like we helped out. We helped Rocksteady out. It wasn't ours. We just we kind of helped out. So, you know, the other thing I'd like to find out about Gotham Knights is how much of this game maybe because Rocksteady and Warner Brothers and Warner Brothers Montreal are all really cohesive. How much of like assets and mechanic and engine and all this stuff is shared between everybody? And you know, we'll see how it all. Uh, We'll see how it all rolls out, but I thought for me, I got real excited, and then I kind of like took a punch to the gut when I was like, "Dang, it's not rocks." You know, initially, Dork of the Ninjas. I'm gonna put them out. I'm gonna put them on blaster. He's like, "Gotham Knights. It is rock steady. It's going down." And I'm like, "Yeah!" And then later on, I'm streaming. He's like, "My bad, dude. It's not rock steady. Uh, they're doing something else." And uh, yeah, it's it's Warner Brothers Montreal, and I was like okay okay like still cool i'm still interested you know i will i mean from what we saw already of eight minutes in the trailer and, and the trailer i can tell you like from me playing the marvel avengers beta i'm more excited about gotham knights and i have way less now so so like it's not tr totally fair to compare the two because I could, we could get a beta version of Gotham Knights here eventually, and I could play it and be like, "Oh man, you know, it's it's a lot, it's a lot of the same here." But um, you know, Marvel Avengers was, eh. So we'll see. But that leads me into the next announcement coming out of the yes. uh, out of DC uh, fan the DC yes. fandom event. Um, and I already mentioned the, the the Gotham Knights is releasing in 2021. So and they they already gave us that eight minute trailer. They said more is on the way here, but then they came through and decided to drop what Rocksteady is really working on. And this one was wild because the trailer is fantastic. First of all, the trailer is amazing. Um, we don't get to see any gameplay, but it's just a fun trailer. Where it starts off with Miggy's Miggy's favorite anti-hero. Yeah, there she is. Um, <laughs> Harley just being Harley, right? Yes. And sure enough, <laughs> it's a Suicide Squad game. Now, here's my first point I'm going to make. I don't really care about Suicide Squad at all. Okay? 
So this is so the fact the impact that this game made on me is 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 really good because I don't care. Like I saw the I saw the movie. I've really never I've never really read the comics, and I can tell you, um, it uh, doesn't mean a whole lot to me outside of this game now. So we watch this trailer. We get to see these you know this this. Tag, this team of uh, villains that have bombs planted in their head, and obviously this is this is Deadite's favorite game because there's a street shark in the game. Man, don't don't hate on my man King Shark. He's a shark. <laughs> yeah, but he's a street <laughs> shark, right? So, um, awesome dude. Yeah, you see him kind of goofing off, and basically then like they get the orders and say, "Don't make me blow your heads up again." You know, give me another reason to blow your heads up. So they take off and they just start they just start messing up what what and and okay so I should step it back. Metropolis looks hit. It looks hit because of Brainiac, and so they go around. They're killing a bunch of Brainiac minions. It's looking wild. It's a lot of fun. And then, you know, they kind of like take a break. They're like, "Cool, that it should uh, take a few years off our sentence." And that's when the helicopter explodes and Superman rescues the the uh, pilot of the helicopter and then flies, kind of hovers over to the Suicide Squad. And that's when you realize everything is fucked in this trailer because that's when Superman disintegrates the pilot and the face of Harley Quinn... Is like you've never seen Harley concerned a day in her life, but she's like, "What the hell just happened?" And, you know, and of course, the comedy of Suicide Squad. You go, it goes. Well, do we figure out who the, who we're supposed to assassinate? And then they all point at Superman. <laughs> and then, um, what is what is the character's name? That's Boomerang Man here. Captain, Captain Boomerang. Captain Boomerang. That's what I thought it was. <laughs> I didn't think. Yeah, I I didn't want to say it because it sounds dumb, but that's his name. And so. DC, not the most creative with the name. I did love the fact that he drop just drops a hard F bomb though. He's just like, oh fuck, and then the trailer cuts. And I'm like, you know what? I loved everything about that, and I'm really excited because A, I hate Superman. The so worst. screw, let's the go. Damn worst if I get to go fight Superman because he's straight up possessed and, and all this stuff, um, let's do it. Let's do it. I don't know why he's evil, but clear Brainiac must have got to him or something. I don't know, but I get to go. I get to go fight him, and you know, I'm I'm in. I'm in. I'm 100 percent in. Let's go. That reveal at the end is what made it golden. Like the whole part where they're talking, it was like, do we like you know, like Target and all that stuff? They were talking, and then uh, he comes back. Like, do we like? They were, I think they were talking about like who their target was and everything, what they were looking for. And then Superman comes out, and then King Shark is like, "Look, it's Superman, the shining beacon of hope, the hero of Metropolis, and all." It was like very heroic and cheesy, and then he just. <laughs> no, the comedy is great. Johnny Johnny Ryan over on Twitch Twitch TV slash Games Media says uh, says it right. Um, at the very end, the boomerang comes flying in and hit and hits Superman in the head, and just like it, just like makes him slightly flinch. And then boomerang, <laughs> Captain Boomerang's like, "Man, sh- man, Shark, you shouldn't have done that. King Shark, you shouldn't have done that." <laughs> it's like, dude, that was your boomerang, man. <laughs> it was real funny. It's that it's that type of comedy that I get a kick out of. Obviously, this group reminds me I, I, more. 
it reminds me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy, right? It was a group mm-hmm. that I, did, I knew nothing about when I went into the movies, and I left being a fan of Guardians of the Galaxy and growing into a Star-Lord fan and really liking Rocket Raccoon and just getting into those characters well beyond the movie and into the comics and even, like, now where it's like, are they, like, they're playable in... When they were playable in some games, like Marvel Omega is the one I can think of, where you pick Rocket and then you can even spawn Groot and do combos and everything like that. I was all into it. So, um, yeah, I, I I really liked the look of this. We didn't see any gameplay, and, of course, we got a date of 2022 on the game. So this is a early just teaser that here's what Rocksteady is working on, and, you know, you got a little ways to go before we actually... Uh, get our hands on this game but it is cool and rock and this the other thing that is good to see there was rumors swirling just a couple weeks ago that warner brothers was looking to shop to shop out their their um their developers right their teams they're they were looking to sell and but but there wasn't but they wouldn't be selling the ip franchises with it so and and xbox was rumored to be there was like three companies that were rumored to be shopping or potentially buying this these companies and now the it looks like it's not happening they're holding on to things and here's their new projects within the dc universe so that's that's good to hear i'm i'm happy about that um I don't know. What do you guys think about about the Suicide Squad game? Further excitement comes in not only my man King Shark holding down the Shark game super strong. He is voiced by professional wrestler Samoa Joe. (laughs) Oh, nice. So it's even better. It's a pro wrestler that I enjoy watching on TV voicing King Shark, who I'm going to play. All the better for me. Miggy, any, well, uh, any thoughts on this? Well, I mean, you know, I'm, I'm excited. I was, I was excited, you know, at the at the beginning of the trailer, you know, when they when sure. they showed, uh, you know, when they, when they showed my girl, you know, being doing what Harley does best, you know, just just being insane. But uh, no, I was excited right there. But then when I saw like the dynamic and like how the group was interacting, like how she was talking to Boomerang, and Boomerang was like, "Shut up!" You know, I'm trying to take a nap. Uh, wasn't feeling Bullseye, but uh, or whatever his name was, it Deadshot. He like you know Bullseye. never miss the mark, but <laughs> is, this da- is this Daredevil? What what are we doing here? <laughs> but I'm excited to to play the game. Uh, you know I love a good you know laugh and uh, should be a fun game to stream. Hopefully it's a uh, multiplayer. Uh, we can team up with some people. Hopefully we can buy, get dorks buy in on it so we can like run together or whatever. But uh, yeah yeah I'm excited for it. Dork you know? will Dork will ten thousand percent be there. Dork of the Ninjas is a huge DC fan, so. Um, Dork of the Ninjas was where I got a lot of my information initially, and then I got to go watch the trailers and give my feedback on it. But the thing I'll say is this even has me excited for the new, and they're talking about it in the chat right now on Twitch, is this has me excited for even the movie. You know, I watched the first one, and it was it, it was what it was. Um, but I'm, I, I think... I think DC is starting to kind of get it where they're like, we're gonna we're gonna team up with Rocksteady and we're gonna build a really important game. We're gonna we're, we're gonna have a have a movie that is gonna kind of reboot the, the the Suicide Squad franchise, and and they're and they're even trying to explain how it's all gonna interlink in the universe, right? And that's that's the key thing is that the other cool thing is that this is Arkhamverse. Rocksteady has come out and confirmed this game is Arkhamverse. 
So this does take place in the same universe as Arkham Asylum, Arkham City, Arkham Knight. Um, so cool. I mean, how that all fits in and where time timeline wise, where where we're at, um, it's going to be going to be. It's exciting for me. I, I like this universe. I like what they've built with the Batman games and the fact that they're expanding past the Batman games now excites me. Because they're a company that, I, that like, like I said, we're Warner Brothers Montreal. I don't necessarily trust. Rocksteady, I do. So, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what they say as uh, as more information comes out. But if you haven't watched these trailers, um, I would make sure to check them out as soon as possible because they're a lot of fun. The music, se- the music selection on them are what is fun, and um, yeah, uh, I was impressed. I was impressed. All right. We got some Nintendo news rolling up here, guys. So um, these rumors have been swirling around for a while, but uh, they've popped back up recently. And that's simply that uh, a new Nintendo Switch is uh, going to launch in 2021, claims report. Uh, According to the report from Economic Daily News, the new version of the Switch will enter production later this year and it is set to launch at retail in the first quarter of 2021. Great timing right after a PS5 and an Xbox One X or Xbox Series X launch. Uh, The report, which claims to be informed by sources in the console supply chain, says that the new version of the Nintendo Switch will feature improved interactivity and a better quality display. Uh, there is no suggestion as to the power of the hardware, so it is unclear if this is a pro-like update with more powerful internals or what, but uh, one can assume if you're going to put a nice display on here, then you're probably, you would imagine there's getting some sort of graphical boost. It's because this, I think this switch looks great the way it is now. Why do you need to put a better display if if the guts aren't changing? When Obviously, they say, uh, when oh, they say interactivity. Yeah. Uh, Bluetooth. Please. In game ch- in system God. chat, something yes. like that. That's got to come. That's got to be part of it, right? Yeah, absolutely. But um, yeah. If we uh, if we can if we can get a pro version, this is what I've been waiting for with the pro version. Um. Rumors started last year, enhanced Nintendo Switch in 2019, and were sparked up again earlier this year. Uh, Nintendo extinguished the flames by announcing they had no plans to release a new Switch in 2020, but said nothing about a new new system in the following year. The initial Wall Street Journal report also correctly predicted the launch of the Switch Lite, so perhaps the uh, predicted more powerful Switch may finally be set to make a real appearance next year. It makes sense, right? It's, It's perfect timing. You have to refresh right after... A PS5 and a new Xbox comes out. Like it, it's it it makes business sense. It like what are you going to do to drive people to Nintendo when the new shiny Sony and a new shiny Microsoft device are on the shelves? You're gonna put an updated Switch out. You know, just like just like the PS4 Pro, just like the Xbox One X. Like this is the Switch's you know next facelift. Not a new generation, but just a facelift. And um. I'm excited for it. What do you think? It's it's one of the things I've been saying for a while that if they were to come out with a true pro version, I don't see any reason why I wouldn't buy it for as much time as I spend playing Switch. It is my primary console of play. 
because I usually get in at least an hour during my lunch break every day where I might only get two hours of PlayStation in in the entire week, you know? So uh, it would be a good investment, but, you know, I just have to see a performance increase, uh, you know, either be able to play nicer looking games or, you know, a way better battery, way better screen. I've noticed that screen doesn't even do necessarily very well under fluorescent lights, you know, 10 feet up in the air. Like I, I sit in a small conference room right now, you know, trying to isolate from other people to game a little bit. And sometimes I'm getting glare and stuff and I'm having a hard time seeing with maximum brightness and I have the, you know, OG launch switch. Uh, so, you know, and that might be a little bit better on the red box switch or the switch light, but you know, if, if they can come out and show me real improvements, I mean, I'd love to have Bluetooth, but I'm not going to buy a new system for Bluetooth. You know, no, they, yeah. they gotta, they gotta make it worth the money. No, I think if 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 a better display is on its way, sure. This this current uh, generation of switches has a definitely has an issue with glare, reflection, and everything. But so if that could be improved, but graphically, if you think about what technology has done since the Switch came out for mobile, you know, mobile um, graphic technology, the Switch could be upgrading a GPU aspect of their system. And a lot, think of what that could do for some of these games that um, have been ported to the Switch that do run. But imagine like what that could open up for this system where some companies have held off. You know, it's right on that edge of like, could we make this work on the Switch? Yes or no? We've had we've had this debate time and time again. Like, is Overwatch gonna show up? No, 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 no. Finally, it does. Right. And, you know, things like things like The Witcher have come over. Doom has come over these these ports that that run well on the switch. But imagine what they could do with a nice bump like that frame rate wise and, you know, being able to maintain better frame rates, you know, look a little bit better and still maintain handheld. Um, you know, and who knows what else? I mean, we could see internal storage because of you know, because of NVMe SSD uh, becoming such a focus point in this next generation, uh, driving down even Gen three SSD prices could allow Switch doesn't need a four SSD in there. You know, they don't need a Gen four like like PS five and and Series X are are toting, but they could put a Gen three in there, and all of a sudden we don't have to worry about our little micro SD cards and, and swapping them out or buying a bigger one or whatever, you know, um, obviously maintain the slots so that we can expand, but I think internal storage could be something they could play around with. Bluetooth is a must. I have, I've complained about, I have, I have my own Bluetooth adapter that plugs into the bottom of my switch. So I could still use Bluetooth headphones. Um, but yeah, it, it's a know. huge problem right now. Cause I'm playing borderlands on switch and like I said, I'm sneaking off to the smallest conference room, you know, at work and just trying to hang out, get a little time away from my desk and play some games. But I'm like lighting these bandits on fire and they're screaming and I want the volume loud enough where I can hear. But I'm like, can people hear me outside the door? Like, do they need to hear gunfire and bandits screaming? I really wish I could just sync up my Bluetooth headset and just enjoy that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So. I don't know. We'll see. I, you know, that it's that's oh, Miggy's back. Miggy, you got any thoughts on a uh, a new switch coming out early next year? Yeah, um, think of, think it'd be interesting. Uh, uh, you think it'll be? Uh, I mean, I'm I'm guessing if they're sticking with the price uh, price pricing uh, format, I mean, it could be a hundred dollars more. Um, just guessing, just guessing. But um, I mean, I hope to see a screen that's like 1080. 
um, at least 1080, um, let you be able to have both Bluetooth and um, still the analog um, for your uh, for your headphones and for other um, uh, proprietary. Wow, English. <laughs> Other YouTube <laughs> electronics. There we go. Thank you. Gosh, English isn't my primary language. But um, also, um, I want like they need to. Um, I mean, I know it's not hardware specific, but they need to like do something with their party chats. Um, like put something into that. Um, and also, I mean, like you said, I like I, I caught a bit of what you said, but just with the uh, like upgrading like the chip, you know um and possibly like increase the the amount of internal storage or, or even add internal storage have separate internal storage so i'm gonna say your... they don't really have internal storage right now <laughs> i mean yet yeah, they do but does it re- do you really count it as internal storage come on right i got a lot of games on my 32 gig internal don't hate yeah yeah whatever man <laughs> if you're gonna yeah, get no. a bigger graphics card and you're going to allow games like i don't know Warzone to be playable on your switch you're going to need storage. And, uh, you know, Warzone sits at 200 gigs almost for most systems right now. So, That's you know, 100 gigs per update. It's things like that that you have to consider. And I just used Warzone as an example because it's right. That game's out of control when it comes to its size and update size. But other games would, would run into that uh, situation um, going to the Switch. So. If indeed that's the way they're moving, where they really want to kind of a lot give the power to third parties and stuff to start having that freedom to say, oh yeah, our game can play on the Switch without making major um, cuts, right? Reducing FPS, reducing uh, fidelity, reducing all these things. Um, they they don't have to worry about it as much. So. That's what I'm hoping for. I'd like to see. I mean, the Switch. The Switch. I mean, mobile gaming is always, is still here. It's it's been, it's so it's always going to be here and it's popular. But like Switch really like revolutionized handheld gaming again. And so when you think of what's next for Switch, I mean, the Switch isn't ready. Nintendo's not ready for the next generation of whatever they're going to do, but they are ready to sit there and, and give it a big horsepower upgrade so that they can push into, um, you know, better better games on the go. So, we'll see. Or better better performance on the go. I don't want to say better games. Graphics and stuff don't mean a better game, but better performance on the go. Which, no, which they have no competition. So if they can pull that off, and they can do something like, I mean, we watched Alienware throw around this like prototype at, at some conventions last year and and um you know everyone called it a a pc switch right it was at this handheld device that was very switch-esque that could perform you know it had a lot of had a lot of power in it you know it wasn't as easy as portable as the switch and things like that and but at the same time I think that was kind of a glimpse at what Nintendo could do. I think it's important to year uh, 2021. That is the beginning of the, what is very much going to be the X cloud era. We're going to see that service really come into full force mm-hmm. with this next generation of Xbox. And it's going to be the first viable technology. Cause we know Google stadia blows. It's been the first really viable technology to stream mm-hmm. full quality games to your device. So Nintendo is going to have to keep pace 
so they don't get you know overlooked. And Nintendo's Nintendo; they're always going to do their own thing. They have their own niche, but it sure would look nice if they were uh, you know putting up a better fight against the the new world of streaming. Yeah. Yeah, especially, and it was in the chat here too, and we've talked about it, but with the relationship that Xbox has been having with Nintendo, especially if xCloud and stuff starts, starts uh, if, there's that, if there's that possibility that that could exist on the Switch, you know, I want the best Switch in my hand at that point. That could be part of the upgrade. Yeah, very possible. So, we'll see. Um, that's not too far in the future, so, you know, I think Nintendo maybe starts talking about it right around that time that maybe we're getting PS5 and Xbox just to create buzz, right? To stay in, to stay, not that Nintendo won't be relevant, but to stay in the talk of things while everybody's like, I need a PS5, I need an Xbox Series X. Like, we know the holidays are going to be that, all all of that. But now Nintendo can sit there and say, yeah, but in March, we're going to be dropping the Switch Pro and here's what it looks like. And just put it in the back of everybody's mind. You know, because even if I buy a Series X and I buy a PS5, guess what I'll buy in March? A Switch Pro. You just got to tell me it's there and, I, and I'm on board. So, we'll see. Our last topic of the show is some concerning news coming from Microsoft. I picked the perfect photo for this, by the way. Um, if you guys are watching live on Twitch or if you're watching on YouTube... Um, you can you can take a look at the uh, the photo I selected. This um, is Craig. This is Craig the Brute. If you're not familiar with who Craig the Brute is, hi guys. Um, he's kind of famous in the world of memes right now. But um, this was captured from Halo Infinite. No, it is not off the original Xbox, like a lot of people think. But um, anyways. Halo Infinite devs are considering dropping the Xbox One version of the game. <gasps> I don't know if you guys remember this or not, but Microsoft came out and said, no Series X exclusives for two years. So does that mean we're not getting Halo Infinite till 2023? Or did you lie to us already? So, it gets worse, guys, because <laughs> we saw this game, it didn't look good at all, right? The game did not look good, I'm sorry, it didn't look good at all, and I'm, a, I was ex- I'm excited for Halo, I'm still excited for Halo, but the game didn't look good at all. But, 343 Industries is reportedly struggling with performance on the Xbox One S model of this game. And by struggling, they are having a hard time even keeping this game at 900p. <laughs> yeah. Oh, damn. Oh, yeah. I've been healed by that humor. <laughs> it wasn't humor, it's facts. <laughs> oh, that, you're serious? Yeah, That's I'm not serious. A joke? Yeah, not a joke. Ooh. Not a joke. I'm sick um, again. <laughs> but yeah, so Halo Infinite could be an Xbox Series X only title, and uh, as they try to dro- as they consider dropping Xbox One version, the rumor comes from VGC by the way of Resetera use um, Resetera yeah, what is it Resetera user um, 
which and previously accurate leaker Sponger. According to Sponger, Halo Infinite devs at 343 Industries are struggling to achieve performance about 900p on the oldest Xbox One S console. As a result, 343 is considering dropping the Xbox One version and doing a next-gen only release. The current version of Halo Infinite on Xbox One S is nowhere near 1080p and is having serious asset loading issues, much worse than what you have seen on the PC demo. Idea is to change the engine level, um, how assets load, make RT as default, improve unlock some assets, improve geometry, um, and post-processing, add more CPU-bound interactivity. Bunger also writes that Microsoft may push Halo Infinite beyond 2021 if it feels the game would benefit from more production time. It's pretty messed up there with decisions, but they are convinced that they need to make the best Halo game ever. If this is the case, Halo Infinite would be breaking Microsoft's promise that all first-party Xbox titles, titles for the first few years would release on both current and next-gen systems, even though the promise was technically already broken during the Xbox Game Showcase, when several trailers for newly revealed titles confirmed they would be released on Xbox Series X only. Uh, obviously, guys, we had the we had the Halo Infinite delay uh, earlier the month in the month, confirming the former Xbox Series X launch title would would be pushed to 2021 to ensure the team has adequate time to deliver a Halo game experience that meets our vision. This just does, like like three four three and Microsoft just can't seem to get out of their own way when it comes to news right now on the verge of your next generation of gaming. You have your biggest title, your most one of your most important franchises that just keeps stepping in front of buses and just getting hit like Craig the Brute. It's like I I don't know, I don't even know what to say. Like I don't personally care if I was going to play the new Halo, it'd be played on a PC or an Xbox Series X, so it doesn't really matter to me. What, but, but the point that I made a month ago, when I thought it was a really good point, and I thought Microsoft were, were geniuses, was the fact that their current infrastructure and their new infrastructure was going to share this game, and you are going to have many more players than you would just launching a new system and waiting to build up, you know, all those all those systems as a, you know. I don't know. You're able to sell many more copies of the game. You're able to sell many more subscriptions of Game Pass. You know, uh, obviously, when you already have 30, 40, 50 million systems capable of jumping on the Halo bandwagon versus expecting everyone to buy a Series X or have a PC that can run. So. It's an interesting fact, and uh, Super Lars is chiming in. XCloud will allow it to play on the old system. Yes and no. I, I can't agree with you because if this if this information is true, why are they so concerned? Also, understand that the server blades that run XCloud are not Xbox One X blades; they are Xbox One S blades. I don't know why they did that, but that's what they are. So if they're running, if they're having a hard time running this thing at 900p on an Xbox One S, 
the blade that they've designed that, that mimics an Xbox One S would also have problems running this. So. That doesn't sound great. It doesn't sound great. If you're if you were someone that was real geeked up about knowing that Microsoft was going to give you two more years of full support, not leaving you behind, not forcing you into this next generation. If you're someone that's not in the hardcore audience that's ready to go throw down that fresh money for that new system, this would be a big bummer. Especially if you're a longtime Xbox fan and you're a Halo fan. I mean, you know, I've never really gotten into Halo. I think the game it's a good shooter. You know, I was excited to potentially play this one, but if you're someone that's like, yeah, November, I was ready. Oh, never mind. Spring, I'll be, or sometime 2021, I'll be ready for Halo and find out you are going to be forced into buying new hardware when really maybe you just play Halo and then, you know, a couple games here or there. This is a big blow. Yeah. And so for anybody that's, you know, for the people in the chat that are saying, yeah, but xCloud's going to take care of it, you have to be able to use xCloud. Right? If I, like, A, if I get a cheap copy of Halo and just play Halo. And don't want to worry about xCloud, which is only in currently you get access to it in the Game Pass Ultimate Edition or whatever. Like I like and also I need an Internet connection that can support it. So you know, have free multiplayer. You know what I mean? Right. Free multiplayer. What's the matter if the multi if it's free to everyone? No, if it's only free to people that already have xCloud already have the premium service. Right. That defeats the purpose of every Xbox owner being able to get in on this multiplayer it, and it being a Fortnite killer, it being creates, a Call of Duty killer. It creates a ton of confusion is what it does. Yes. Oh, well, you can play it over here on xCloud, but you got to have this Game Pass subscription, but then you get, but then the multiplayer is free, but don't worry if you have an Xbox, but, but if you have an Xbox One S, it's not free because you need Game Pass, but if you have an Xbox Series X, the multiplayer is free. It's too it's too confusing. Like the fact that you are trying to streamline things and clean up your services and combine things together to to just streamline everything when it comes to this. This right here, this one game, muddy just mucks up all the water here. It just makes it makes everything you're doing confusing, and then you have to worry about every game after this having same issues. If the Xbox One S can't support it, then just then don't do what you promised. It's not going to look good on you when you go back on it and say, actually, our bad turns out a, a super old system can't play new games. I don't know. We didn't think about that. But bottom line is, it's just bad marketing. It's bad promotion. They sh they weren't ready to come out and tell us the information they told us because now we're sitting here finding out, oh, they're having some major problems here, right? And so they they could have withheld this aspect of, of, of this program that they were trying and still hyped up the system and still hyped up Infinite and still done the things they were going to do. And, you know, and then when they realized, oh, man, um, the first game that was the biggest game that was going to benefit from this t this concept is giving us problems. Every game after that is going to be graphically better. It's going to be resource heavier. It's go and yes, you can become more efficient, but the worlds are going to be bigger. The asset list is going to be longer. The everything increases because it's next gen. 
If I'm making a game for the Series X, I honestly, yes, I want it to go work on the last gen, but I also want it to be the best it can be and utilize the performance of a system without saying, well, you see, I want it to work on the Switch too, so I'm going to make it look like shit. Like, like that it just doesn't add up. So for me, yes... Game Pass could help this situation, but it, but it's like it's like a band aid, and it's a confusing band aid from from people that aren't us. When it comes to parents again, when it comes to kids that want to play a game that don't understand all these things, they just want to be able to play a game, and we see that I see it every day that I stream. People go in, they're like, "Oh, you're playing Forza? Cool, I hop on Forza," and then they go, "Why can't I join your game? I don't get it. It just keeps booting me out." Oh well, do you have the DLC? What's what's DLC? Well, DLC's been out for years, guys. So there's an example of someone's gonna be like, "Well, I have an Xbox. Why can't I play Halo Infinite?" Oh, well, you need Game Pass. Oh, well, I ha you know I, I I have Game Pass. Oh, well, you need Game Pass Ultimate, and then you need to, then you need to beam it from XCloud and stream it to, to your to your uh, system. Oh, when I do that, it looks it looks all fuzzy. Oh, well, what's your internet speed? I don't know. I paid $39.99 to AT&T for like, you know, half a meg up and half a meg down. And and that's why I can't use xCloud. And, and then that's me being like, well, that's why you can't use xCloud. You have to go upgrade your internet now so that you can use the service that they promised you. It's just, it's just messy. It's messy. I don't like it. This is the problem with streaming video games. This is, this is the problem we've talked about in the past. You got to make some. You got to make a mess if you want to lay new ground. I'm just, and, and that's it's just true. unfortunate. And not everything I mean, is perfect. When you, when I mean, yeah. Name a generation that we jumped into that didn't have issues. I mean, we Red Ring of Death or or um, you know PlayStation being like, look at Killzone Two. It's going to be the the most beautiful game ever. And then all of a sudden it was like, this isn't the game you guys showed off. Like there's there's always something going on when you're trying to launch a new platform. And, and yeah, there's a lot of stress and there's a lot of issues that you have to figure out on the fly. But the problem here is that I loved the transparency that Microsoft was giving us. I didn't realize that they were shoveling us bullshit for the, first, for the last three months. And now everything's kind of like, well, maybe we're going to do that. It's tough because this, is, this was the marquee game. This was the system seller. This was Microsoft's big gun L luckily we can't necessarily look at sony and say that they necessarily have a killer in november you know what i'm saying so there's still some time to figure it out no no one's shown their hand to say this is our big launch title this is the reason you're going to choose one or the other but halo halo at least was a factor for me man yeah so We'll see what happens. I mean, this could be that first domino in falling in a long string of them that uh, shows that maybe there will be more exclusives than we expected on the Series X, which will give us more of a reason to buy a Series X. I don't know, but it's uh, it hasn't been a good month for for Halo, which then automatically means it hasn't been a good month for Microsoft. <laughs> so... We'll see. We'll keep you posted on what's what's what comes down next. Uh, obviously, with these rumors hitting, I kind of hope and expect that 
Microsoft and Xbox should address this and say, no, we're not thinking about that. We're working on it internally. Um, or they come out and say, yes, you know what? We are having these problems. And that's one reason why we delayed it so that we can make sure it's optimized for both platforms, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, but I feel like they should with, with this starting to swirl around and people starting to question if they're even able to do what they promised, it needs to be something that, Bill Spencer or some or one of the heads need to step up and say, "Hey, we saw what's going on on the internet, and here's here's what's really happening here at Xbox." And at least at least calm the waves a bit. All right, that's been our attack on the news for these topics and much more. Please visit gameslittlemedia.com. Join our Discord. And, um, you know, come hang out with us when we're not streaming, when we're not recording the show. We talk about video games every day. So if any of these topics you want to keep going, or if you have something else you want to discuss, join the Discord. And then again, all the content that we produce on a weekly basis is all available to you at GameZillaMedia.com. All right, well, let's do our Zilla update after that deflating story. Um, I'll go first. I played Battletoads after 26 years. I got a new Battletoads game. And it was a lot of fun. And then, Dork of the Ninjas wanted to game with us. But, turns out, he can't. So, uh, yeah, that's where I'm at. Because there's no online co-op for this game. <laughs> How? How? A little remedial. How? I mean, the original one didn't have online co-op. So Streets of Rage uh, 4. Right, right. yeah, Streets of Rage 4 had Logic. online co-op. You want to know what nah. didn't have online co-op? The original nah. Streets of Rage. So yeah. shut the fuck up, Miggy. <laughs> no, nah, nah, Miggy's right, man. This <laughs> Battletoads is true. And get and, and it should have come right. on a cartridge, too. You download it? That's BS if you can download it. You Listen, gotta go to a Blockbuster. All my friends can't come over and play Battletoads with me, and my wife doesn't like Battletoads, so it's a solo if you game had for a me lot, now. If you hooked up the wireless controller and angled your monitor towards the window, I would, like, stand on a ladder and play Battletoads outside your game room. I'm just saying. You just you leave the controller on the front porch, all synced up. I, I'll bring my own ladder, and I'll just I'll just look in. We'll get walkie talkies to talk to each other. Or Kansas string, Kansas string. Yeah, the string cans. Rocky loves Emily style. You know, we'll uh, we'll play. I um, that's how video games are supposed to be played. Damn it, not over the internet like a nerd. Listen, on a re on a all reality, don't make me post your text messages in the Discord, but uh, I shared to you that the game was fun. <laughs> Graphically, I liked the looks of it, but the one downfall was there's no online co-op. And, like, how do you not have that? How do you not have that when this game is coming? Like, ugh, we're in the middle of a pandemic. Like, this people are playing video games more than ever. You release a game that's capable of being a three-player game, and yet they have to sit on the couch with you, which I can't do. So, Miggy, I got two ladders. Just you know, just so you know. yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool, cool. I was gonna do upside down thing, just hang over his deck. You know, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> 
but yeah, it seems it seems ridiculous. A, it was a huge it's a huge <laughs> miss, and I hope I hope maybe they, they I hope maybe they hit like a like a a patch or something here that comes out and says, oh, here it is. We we were just trying to you know we had to fix a few things. I don't know, but um, otherwise the game's fun. It's very very Battletoads. The cutscenes are great. Uh, the art style I I you know the art style has been was weird, and everyone was a little like unsure of it i think and um i can say i really like it reminds me a lot of like um some of the ninja turtle more recent ninja turtles art styles but um yeah i i I, you know the game made me laugh i had fun uh the the night that i streamed it i was like i'm just gonna test it was the night that like i really got my my two pc setup kind of going and i wanted to test out battletoads on the pc and I was like, I'll just play a couple levels. And then 4 a.m. rolled around and I was on Act 3, Stage 4 or something like that. And I'm like, oh, my God, I just, I just got lost in this in this game. Um, it's fun because it is hard and, and it is, you know, it's a brawler. But when you die, you switch to another uh, toad. And then that toad that went down has a cooldown. And as long as you can survive by the time that the cooldown expires, they come back with like, like I don't almost not half life, maybe like thirty percent life in their in their bar. So it gives you that ability that if you can sustain just long enough that you can keep kind of rotating through toads and not just wipe all the time. It has checkpoints and things like that. It is easier than old school battle toads for sure. Uh, I'm playing it on normal. I haven't played. I haven't tried hard mode yet, but um, even normal, there's there is a level of you know difficulty that i feel is fair not super frustrating but challenging and uh the comedy and everything's good and whoever's playing tap tap on their desk needs to stop now <laughs> surprisingly not me this time um but this game wasn't made by rare right it was contracted out correct yeah he said it's been 26 years since a battletoads game has come out they even make that joke in the game i love it they make fun of so, themselves in the game and i love it so what I would imagine, the reason it doesn't have online multiplayer is it was probably made by a bunch of young programmers that just never thought that more than one person at a time would want to play Battletoads. They're like, what is this game? I don't even know what this is. We don't need to mess around with multiplayer. Everybody. Oh, no one's going to no play a Battletoad? So many They're not people, even frogs? What the hell is this? So many people that stopped in my stream were like, what game is this? And I was like, Battletoads. <laughs> They're like, what? I've never heard of this. And I was like, oh, young God, kids. I am so old. That but, used to be the troll back in the day when I worked at GameStop. Hey, it's Battletoads. You have Battletoads, too? hee. <laughs> If you're not watching this live, his face, Miggy's face after talking, <laughs> he went like to such a just dickheaded, like mean looking face after he was done making his joke that it, it that's what sold it. <laughs> so if you, you gotta go, where, where are we at? We're at the 58 and a half minute mark. If you're not, watch this on YouTube or VOD on Twitch and watch his face. Because it just goes from like I'm gonna tell a joke to like <laughs> fuck you all. I'm gonna take a sip of my of my water over here. <sighs> Anyways, um, yeah, that was my gaming moment of the week. I had a lot of fun. Um, I did have fun playing Destiny, and I made my return to League of Legends, baby. Ooh. Ooh. I knew that'd be your reaction, but I will say I played nine games of League of Legends. And I did something I never thought I would do. I gave up on the bot lane. 
Whoa. I gave up on the bot lane. I said, if I'm coming back to league, I am learning a new position starting last night. I played nine games as jungle. I won six of them. And I actually okay. played well. And I played as a giant werewolf. So I know that I would be in, in on that. Okay. Okay. Man, League, why you got to have such a, like, not fun game, but such cool characters? It's really a conflicting <laughs> thing to me. I, game community, awful. Characters, great. I can only say this one thing is that I should have started playing jungle a long time ago because the thing about jungle is there are really very little rules like in the sense of how you want to play the game like when you're in a lane you're sitting there and you're just you know you're trading back and forth back and forth and yes there are things in jungle like that but in jungle it's really you're by yourself you're just you're just picking up npcs and trying to level up and then you just look at the map and you go who has the best chance if i go to their lane and so I was just this werewolf that when someone would started to take damage on the other team, I get a speed boost and I go down all fours and I just start like running down, down lane. So I'd come through the bushes and I would just jump out and maul this dude and, you know, Owl or Spidey would jump in and, and help me finish him off. And I'm like, okay, cool. Peace. I'm out. And I would just go on my way back in the jungle. I'm like, this is great. I really have no responsibilities. <laughs> I felt... It felt great. And honestly, it felt great. It was the best league spell in a long time for me. So um, those are my gaming moments of the week. What about you, Miggy? Uh, well, my gaming of the moment of the, my my gaming of the moment of the week. Okay. <laughs> uh, it's got to go with, uh, with a shout out to my to my boy, Johnny Wright. Uh, we, we both jumped on the hype train and uh, we ordered ourselves a retro handheld it's gonna come all the way from the uh, faraway land of China. Um, it's the Retroid Pocket Two. Um, it's it's amazing. Um, it's gonna it plays everything up from like like uh, well all the way up to N sixty four games. But um, it's it's pretty dope. It's gonna come with like a um, like a thirty two gig memory card. It's got HDMI uh, like out support. Um, it, and you can even do like a, like was it like a local LAN and play like multiplayer games together. Um, it's got Bluetooth and it has a headphone, uh, a headphone jack to plug your headphones into. Um, I'm, I'm looking forward to it cause I've been, I've been dying. I've been itching to have something that I can have all of my retro, um, handheld, my Sega Saturn, my Nintendo, my Game Boy, like all in one, one device I can play whenever I want. Cause I've been itching to play Dungeons and Dragons, I mean, Dungeons and Dragons, um, Double Dragon. And, uh, you know, I can just have it right there. I mean, yeah, I got my phone, I'm a mobile gamer, but, um, yeah, it's, it's pretty cool. Pretty cool, and um, I guess my part two to that is going to be um, uh, I've I've been playing Quantum Break, and that game has been a lot of fun. First time ever playing Quantum Break. Um, it's been a lot of fun. Um, the only thing that I don't like about it is they interrupt the chapters of the game, like the the gameplay, with half hour long episodes. Like it's like all right, you know, I like I warned the chat. It's like all right, chat. Um, getting a half hour long episode. Uh, so brace yourself. And here we go, <laughs> but it adds it adds to the story and it builds. I just feel like that that should have been like all gameplay to get you to get you through it. But I mean, I've been enjoying it, especially after coming off of Alan Wake. So, um, be diving into uh, Control uh, next. So, uh, yeah, yeah, that was that was that was it for me. How about how about you, Deadites? Butterboy. I feel like we probably should have started with me because you guys had more climactic things. I just, just played lie, my Last of Us 2. 
I played more <laughs> Last of Us 2 and Naked. it's embellish. Embellish. Oh, I don't game with clothes on. That's why I can't be a streamer like See? you guys. Highlighted so. the show, so you're good to go now. See? Ustream. Yep, I was doing big on Ustream, but I just couldn't couldn't keep up. The fame was getting to me. Uh, so <laughs> uh, still, every time I sit down for another session of Last of Us 2, I'm liking the game more. I'm liking the story more. The problem is, is I'm not used to playing games that the gameplay stresses me out. Like I'm used to like chill games, and the only thing I get stressed about is like getting kind of sweaty playing Rocket League or something. I'm normally I'm normally like a chill game guy. Even when I'm playing like Warzone, I just accept I'm gonna die all the time, and that's fine with me. Last of Us is stressful. Things jumping out at me, people trying to murder me, horrific things happening to these characters. It just makes me feel bad, but I love the game so much. So, yeah, just a quick update. Still loving the game. Muscle nice. Woman Death. Death by Snoo Snoo. I'm I Death by Snoo <laughs> I'm 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 sending Snapchats to our man Bax who I'm borrowing the game from him. Like anytime something wild's happening, I'm like, dude, what the hell is this? Who are the people whistling at me? I do not like the whistling at all. And then he's like, dude, the whistling's too scary. I go, it's way too scary. Why'd you give me this game? So maybe that's why I have this weird like sweat cold sweats fever going on because i played <laughs> earlier today on my lunch break and that's what got me sick i don't know oh boy got too oh. close to those those clickers dude i did Mickey, you reminded me, me. You, you reminded me about quantum break i forgot about the 30 minute cut scenes yep. that are literally watching an episode of a show that was supposed to ha- you know um exist on a tv channel somewhere and then it all fell apart so they just smashed it into the game <laughs> It's like and it was like really cool. Yeah, exactly. It was supposed. It was that's what was supposed to happen, and then like the deal fell apart or something, and then they just like smashed it all into the game. And I remember at first I was like, "This is really cool," and then like halfway through the game, I'm like, "I'm getting tired of this." <laughs> yes. <laughs> Another funny thing I noticed about Quantum Break is they aren't shy with their product placements. Um, Alan Wake, you had Lincoln and Verizon, In Quantum Break, you've got Nissan. So like every car that the oh, cast yes. is driving is a Nissan. The camera like starts right at the badge and then like pans up onto the person. Like okay, we can start yep. this show now. There's there's this lab that I'm uh, that I just walked into. Um, and when you have to break into the building, the camera aligns to a shot. To there's a billboard across the street showing the Nissan. Uh, I think I forgot what it is. It starts with like a V or something. I'm like, oh my goodness, the product placement. <laughs> Yep, absolutely. But guys, that's our gaming moments of the week. Uh, we always love to hear what you are up to in your gaming moments. So please join the Discord today. Come hang out with us and uh, keep the conversation going. We have the Gamezilla podcast channel. And honestly, we have channels for everything. So find find the stuff that you care about and mute everything else so that you don't get uh, you know bombarded with all the conversation that's going on. But uh, yeah, come hang out with us. All right, so with that being said, we do want to remind everybody, I just noticed something. I, I read this document every ev- every day, every week. And um, so we have the news wrap-up. We have the Zilla update. But right above the Zilla update, I see this thing that says Mixer Plug. Not sure what that is. <laughs> Not sure what that is. Uh, well, are we doing, like, mixers now? You know, I think people? it's actually similar to a butt plug. Because oh, I think, you know, if, oh, if you're yeah. involved it's with like, Mixer, just, you know, yeah, I'm yeah, saying. Pretty much, pretty much. You really got it the rear end. <laughs> More like Mixer unplugged. Ah! 
<laughs> all right. Well, let's uh, let's go ahead and um, drop all that info once again for the the content that you can find here on Gamesville Media. Deadeye, take it away. We got shows. We do. We got plenty of them. Five of them. They're pretty good. I'm all adjusting right. my personal body temperature again, taking off my hoodie. Because you're That's so a hot. Little, uh, Little something for everyone in the live stream. They're just seeing seeing the arms, ah, flexing on them. Wait, I know I'm a very weak on. man. Can you flex one more time for me? Uh, very weak man. Uh, like when he flexes, guys. There's no movement. There's no like change. It, it wasn't in... actually a flex, and I'm not going to actually flex because my arms actually might get smaller in an attempt to flex. Like they just cave in. <laughs> I am a very weak man. I uh, <laughs> tremendously weak. It's. Uh, I'm all I'm all strength in the legs. I have no upper body strength. I'm bad at lifting things. Uh, I have a hard time getting milk home from the store, and I'm talking half <laughs> gallons. I'm not even talking whole gallons. I'm talking half gallons. Wow. I've had an old lady carry a case of beer in my car for me. I'm tremendously weak. Um, but you know what's not weak? The strength of the lineup of shows at GameZillaMedia.com. We got, we got some primo podcasts for you to listen to, including... The Legend of Retro, that's our retro gaming uh, podcast. We got a great group of guys uh, that put together an in-depth dive into one game every single week, plus some more bonus information for you. You're going to love Legend of Retro. Add it to your your podcast feed today. Noiseland Arcade, that's our Simpsons show. Uh, I believe currently still on hiatus, so it's a great time to catch up. The the COVID hiatus, so go ahead, listen to episode one. They take you season one episode of The Simpsons. I'm going to cough. <coughs> Swear I don't have COVID. And... Well, I haven't been tested. I don't know. But uh, they take you season one, episode one, and they roll you on through. I'll give you a deep dive into those episode last action podcast, all things action movies, noobs and dragons. I saw some chatter in the chat there about wanting to play some D&D. Well, you got to listen to noobs and dragons. It is a roller coaster ride uh, with the Dungeon Master Craig WK. And uh, hey, don't forget, we got a YouTube channel. If you caught a little bit of the live stream here. Or if you are listening on the podcast and want to see a visual re- representation, if you want to put a face to the sounds, go ahead and search Gamezilla Media on YouTube. You forgot about oh, our you. you forgot about our OnlyFans account where you can get all the feet pictures, feet pictures, and of my abnormally high nipples. <laughs> right, right, right. Yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Yeah, I forgot those aren't allowed out here on Twitch. So. <sighs> <sighs> Crying did over we, here, guys. Did we thank my the body patron? temperature's still real out of whack, but my stomach's feeling a little bit better. So, That's good. See, oh, yeah. getting it all out, getting it all out. Yeah. Um, yeah. Let's talk about Patreon one more time. Let's thank our patrons. Yeah, and specifically, got to thank our newest patron who joined during the show. Shout out Johnny Riot for joining Patreon. We appreciate yeah. you, Johnny Riot. Uh, and for real, you need you need a contact for an audiologist. I at least know one. So just saying, if Miggy deafened you, I I got a, a doctor. Uh, and um, polite, <laughs> Professor Polite is not an audiologist. But please consider if you enjoyed listening to this show, uh, iTunes, Stitcher, TuneIn, Spotify, wherever you listen to podcasts. If you watch us on Twitch, if you watch us on YouTube, consider joining us on patreon and contributing uh as as little as one dollar per month you can afford 12 bucks a year throw it to your boys at gamezilla and help us keep this show running for you we haven't stopped we haven't slowed down we didn't let the pandemic stop the gamezilla podcast and that is uh, a a lot in part by the contributions of our patrons that keep us running and keep supporting and, and loving on this show and we appreciate it so join us 
patreon.com slash gamezilla media. Uh, also, a announcement for uh, Gamezilla Media is we received it tonight. So if you are subscribed to our Twitch channel, the new emote is live. Our new logo has been uh, uploaded. The The old logo has been retired. So, um, yeah, you know, that's that's one of the perks you get if you use that Twitch Prime sub or uh, or your, your $5 sub. Um, you can you can throw around the new GZ crest. So thanks so much for everybody that's been supporting us since we've moved here to Twitch. We really feel welcomed. Uh, Twitch has been a great move for us individually and as a group here on Gamezilla. So we're really really happy here. But um, yeah, that that wraps up episode three hundred and twenty five of the uh, Gamezilla podcast. And we just want to thank everybody for hanging out. If you're listening to the show on on one of your podcast outlets, if you're watching us on YouTube, or if you were able to hang out live on Twitch, thank you, everybody. It's always a lot of fun, and we're super happy that we still get to do this. Like that I'd said, um, we haven't let this pandemic slow us down. We've taken the knowledge of our tech uh, and all of our technology that we have in each other's homes and made sure that we could at least put something together that uh, can still throw around some entertainment and we can still have our outlet, which is healthy for us as well. All right, everybody. Thanks again. Remember we are your elite free DLC for all your gaming news. And until next time, game on game on game on.